This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Listeners, it's such a joy to be with you again today. As you know, we're doing the serenity prayer, and we last month we had done the first three sentences. Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And then this month we follow, we're doing the following part that focuses on the part that says living one day at a time, living one moment at a time, accepting a hardship as a pathway to peace. It's, it's a little bit deeper than that, Suki. It says enjoying one moment. Wow, uh, even so, that. Hey? Mm. And and this is so important in this time of the pandemic. We know it's not that, oh, I wanted to say it's not acute, but many people are experiencing the third the third wave now. Mm. So it still affects our day-to-day living, right? We never mm. quite know what's going to happen in the future. And I think that also makes it hard to live one day at a time because mm. sometimes we struggle with that. And so I'm so happy that we have Adin here with us today. Adin Wistes, and she was here with her husband, Mac, a while ago, I think it was the last year, right, mm, Frederick? Mm, mm, and uh, we spoke to them about their story. But today she's going to um, zoom in a little bit on this living one day at a time. But for those who maybe have not heard the story yet, I think it's going to be helpful, Adin, if you just tell us a little bit more. But Frederick, you, you yeah, still wanted I just, to say yeah, something? I wanted to say to the listeners, if you, if you missed that previous podcast or the previous broadcast, you're very free and welcome. It's free of charge. You can go and download the podcast, um, kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. With dashes in between. Yeah, yeah. And they can go and look for the podcast and uh, actually all of the previous uh, ones that we have done. And, and especially as we are going through the serenity prayer to get the continuity of, of the prayer. Mm. Um, so please go and listen to those. Yes. Uh, and mm. in the beginning of the year, we had three or four talks with Trevor Hudson, the author of the book Seeking Serenity. And he had written 365 days um, uh, contemplative readings or devotionals on the serenity prayer. So that would be a good one to listen mm. to as well. So from my side as well, Adin, thank you for being with us and very, very welcome. Thank you, Frederick. Thank you, Suki. Great. So can you t- t- kick off by telling us a little bit of your background story, maybe for those people that haven't listened, that haven't heard it the first time? Okay. Um, well, I grew up in a very loving Christian family. Uh, wonderful parents. I have three loving brothers, lots of aunts, uncles, cousins, you name it. One big happy family. There was just a slight fly in that beautiful pot of ointment. And that is that I was sexually molested as as a very young child. Um, This is something that I just knew I had to keep quiet about. It was somebody that I loved very much. And I learned, I learned very early to um, do anything for the one that you love. Mm. You can do sexual favors, um, but most importantly, you cover up for that person and mm. you protect him. Mm. So that's what I learned from a very young age. Um, and I think this uh, pattern that I learned led me to marry an addict. Mm. Um, even though at the time none of us knew that my husband was an addict. 
Um, but I knew instinctively how to protect him. I had lots of training <laughs> in, in my childhood years. Um, I knew how to cover up for him, so no one knows our shame. Mm. So, of course, um, this enabled him greatly. His wife will always protect him, and more importantly, his wife is a good Christian woman who knows she has to always forgive mm. and put on a happy face, mm. never mind the hurts inside. And, right. of course, because of the shame, I won't speak to anyone or seek help. So only a few years ago, and just for the listeners out there, I know I'm a woman. I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm proudly 61 years old. But only, yeah, so it was only a few years ago that I reached out, and um, a friend actually told me that I really needed help. And this is where I discovered what codependency is. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew the word, didn't know what it meant. But when I learned all about it, I knew that I fit that profile perfectly. Mm. Um, and it's a perfect shield for an addict. Mm. So, yes, I just thank the Lord for the re- for recovery. Mm. I've learned who the real Adin is. I've learned it's okay to have feelings and to express them. I learned that I have a voice. And, yeah, today my husband is in recovery and I'm in recovery for my codependency. And we're living each day, at a, at a, we're living each day at a time, mm. appreciating and loving each other. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very short, uh, mm. one minute of my 61 years. <laughs> wow. Adin, you said something very, very important, uh, and I think that I would like uh, to clarify for the listeners um, you said at one stage uh, you got married to an addict, but I mean that was nothing intentional. It wasn't as if you were going out of your way to look for somebody who is mm. an addict, because sure when not. you met each oh, other, absolutely. there was nothing uh, to indicate that no. your future husband no. is a, is an addict. Um, oh, no, that is absolutely true, Frederick. Um, we were just two young people who fell in love, and yeah. We didn't know about any of this stuff. And the interesting thing that I'm reminded of, Adin, because I also read a lot about this stuff, that they say that addicts and co-addicts like codependents actually have a radar. We find each other. Mm. There's something yeah. in <laughs> us that attract <laughs> us true. to one another without knowing. Yeah. It's part of that Frederick and my story as well, because mm-hmm. I also yeah. developed yeah. in being a codependent with my mom. Um, being the wife of an addict and I learned to cover up for the addict and when I married Frederick there was no sign of addiction both of us loved Jesus both of us followed him with all our hearts we never knew but Mm. but I already somehow that pattern was already established Mm. and 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 it provided a way for the addiction to flourish Mm. and that is often when we talk about the co-addict and Mm. or the enabler Mm. And in AA, oh. that is a, also a very big uh, question, is how that the partner uh, actually enables uh, the alcoholic to stay in alcoholism. Um, and it's all yeah. unintentional. It's, it's because of mm-hmm. our wounds of the past that, that take us into those areas. And then I'm thinking the interesting thing when we are in recovery and so the co-addict does not enable anymore, then sometimes there's a lot of conflict and struggle in that relationship. And it actually doesn't feel like there's recovery, but 
but in a way it's happening but it 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 it, it causes the relationship to to rock the boat a little bit can mm. you may, can you tell us something more about that yeah. what it looked like for you oh my goodness suki you are so right because what happens when we both in recovery is we both change because old learned behaviors character defects that we've learned all over the years Suddenly we're dealing with those things. Suddenly we're dealing with our feelings. And for the first time we feel. And I remember um, once I said something to Matt, and this is like in the first month, uh, maybe the second month of recovery. And he was so hurt. And he just said to me, how can I say that? And I remember saying to him, what's up with you? You never used to feel a thing. Anyone can say anything to you. You don't feel. What's up? Now suddenly you feel hurt. But this is the thing. Suddenly we're in touch with our feelings Mm. and and we become new people. So, yes, you have to find each other again. Um, We're each growing now in in our own direction. We we heal. We're healing. All those character defects are chopped off one by one as we work through them and, and we have to learn to get to know this new person again. So right. yes, that can cause quite a bit of confusion. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe sometimes a yeah. rocky path because maybe people will think, Absolutely. but we're in recovery now. We should be fine. Absolutely. You know, we're doing the right thing. But actually <clears throat> patterns are changing and it brings a lot yeah. of unrest almost and new yeah. ways to figure out. And that's a process. And so you and yeah. Mac are part of Celebrate Recovery. Um, Frederick wants that's to say something correct. quickly. Yeah, mm. uh, so it, okay. I mean, for both of you, there had to be a point where you said, we cannot continue the way we are doing things and something needs to change. So I think yeah. after the break, we'll let us talk a little bit about what was that point in your lives and um, okay. what steps did you take uh, to fit into your journey and um, and okay. eventually get to celebrate recovery. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I didn't see you just now. Okay. Oh, thank you. Welcome back again to everybody and uh, to Adin. Adin, you were mentioning that um, you were in a recovery journey. What brought you to that point of saying we need help in support groups and uh, in fellowships? And then how did that develop to bring you to the point where you are today? Sure, Frederick. Again, I've got to put a lot into a very short time there. Mm. but. Basically, we moved into a house where we were going to retire. We were still working, but we were going to retire in this house in a small community, um, not in just a little town. And then my husband had another slip again. And this time, because it's a small community, it was on Facebook and everyone knew. Well, that is where my lowest point, Mm. it, it was my lowest point. I realized at that point that I cannot fix this. I cannot fix him. I cannot control this. It's beyond me. And I also realized then that I couldn't live with this anymore. Mm. So at that point, we separated. And during our separation, Mac found um, help, and he asked me to go for help. And, of course, there's no way I was going to go for help because it's not my problem. It's mm-hmm. his problem. Mm-hmm. So he's just, got to go. Just tell help. us what the problem was because maybe some of the listeners don't know that part of the story. Um, my, you mean my problem? No, his problem. That was a part of a porn addiction, oh, I think. Uh, okay. Yes. So he mm-hmm. was a porn addict, which developed into sexual addiction. 
And um, this is what I just realized, you know, it is too personal and I could not live with that anymore. Mm. So, yes, eventually a friend of mine said to me, I think you really need help, UMS. So I did. I, I went for help to a psychologist and she introduced me to a group of women that had the same issues that I had. And I couldn't believe it. I really thought I was the only one who walked with this shame of mm. my husband being a sexual a, a sex addict. Um, it was just so shameful. And yeah, I found women who had shared the same issue, different issues, but they've all got husbands or partners that that cheated on them or whatever form of, of addiction their husbands were in. So that really is where my recovery started. Um, I, then we were really looking for a Christian group because we are both we both love the Lord. Even in all his days of addiction, he loved the Lord. He served the Lord. And both of us then felt we wanted a Christian connection. Mm. And we started looking for this online. And to cut a long story short, that brought us to celebrate recovery in um, California with Rick Warren. So at the time we saw they were advertising a summit, Mac and I just packed our bags and we off to um, the States for the summit. Um, we attended every workshop and every workshop that's got to do with how to start Celebrate Recovery. And um, we came home with the support of great men in the faith, in recovery, with a suitcase full of literature and with the grace of God, we could start celebrate recovery here in Cape Town. And yeah, we've just never looked back. Um, you know, I, I love what Rick Warren says. He says, wounds that are left unattended fester and spread infection throughout the entire body. Mm. And there's so many people with hurts, habits and hang-ups that they just think if they just leave it long enough, time will heal it, but it doesn't. Mm. Um, so Celebrate Recovery is a biblical and balanced program that can help us overcome our hurt habits and hang-ups. And it's based on the actual words of Jesus mm. uh, in the Sermon of the Mount. Rather than a psychological theory, it's, it's a recovery program that is just affecting people um, so tremendously, changing um, lives, changing uh, marriages. It, it really is a fantastic program. I love those words, change. And, uh, and that brings yeah. me to the common <clears throat> knowledge or uh, very many people know about the first two lines of the serenity prayer. God grant me the mm. serenity, change the things I can, the courage. Uh, to accept the things I cannot, no, no, just the other way. God grant me the courage, (laughs) grant me the courage to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. But in, in Celebrate Recovery, the prayer continues, and it goes on to say living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time and accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. So we'd just like to hear how has your experience been with regards to living one day at a time and that portion of the prayer? Oh, Frederick, that portion was the difficult part. Mm. Um, Yeah, I had to learn. In fact, a psychiatrist, I went to a psychiatrist to have my brain tested because I was sure something has gone wrong. 
And she said to me, I think your problem is you're not living in the moment. Mm. While Even like while I'm talking to you now, I'm starting to think, geez, have I taken out the meat for supper tonight? Have I planned my, my meeting tomorrow? You, you know, my mind is all over the place. Mm. And she said, that is the problem. Just be in the moment. Mm. So I've really learned. This is, this is something I just had to teach myself uh, to live one day at a time. Mm. And what it means for me, I often have to grab my thoughts, bring them back, be in the moment. Mm. Um, because, you know, if the, the truth is, if I think of the future, there's fear. Uh, I don't think in this time we can all see just a really beautiful future. Mm, mm-hmm. There's pandemic, there's political issues all over the world. There's people are ill, there's pollution in the air. We breathe in the water, we drink <laughs> in the food. We eat. So if you think about the future, there's a lot of fear. Mm. So how is that going to bring me serenity? The only way I can get serenity for me is right now. Mm. Right now, I'm at my desk talking to Frederick and Suki, and I'm so privileged that I can share and I can hear the birds chirping in the background and I'm just in this moment. And mm. that brings me peace. Mm. That brings serenity. I, I, hear so, when, yeah, I hear when you talk, you're referring to what you hear, you, uh, the birds, yeah. what you see around you. And that's, that's a very important part of being in the moment, right? Through your senses, because that's what anchors us in the moment. Can you just expand a yeah. little bit on that? Yeah, so when we can fully enjoy the present moment, it's in that, and, and when I say fully enjoy the moment, that is taking note of, what, of the birds, of the grass, the flower. And, you know, the Bible tells us, be alert. Mm. And I think that be alert, I always thought of it as be, be alert with fear. Where's the enemy? But I've learned now, no, I can be alert about the beauty of God's creation around me. And when I can be fully enjoying this present moment, that's when I receive the gift of God's serenity. Mm. Mm. Because the truth is, this moment is all I have. Mm. I, I can think about the past. I can think or worry about the future, but I don't even know if I'm going to be in the future. Right. I'm here <laughs> now, and I must make the most of this moment. The gift of the present, hey. And so Absolutely. we also bring things into our days that will help us to enjoy. I know you and Mac loved going for walks on the beach. I often hear, and I know you love surfing or your bodyboarding. Yes. So tell us about yes. that, how that, how you live one day at a time with self-care. Well, when we go hiking in the mountains, you know, you are just surrounded by God's creation, by the awesome works of our Lord. And that in itself just heals the soul. It is just brings freedom. You feel like you're free as that little bird flying around you. or um, It's just God's creation that really does it for me. When I'm bodyboarding in the in the waves, that's my inner child just mm. having fun. Yes, that's just. I mean, I let the wave take me right out to the beach and throw me on the sand. Where I battle to get up, and it's, I don't care. It's mm. the, I'm having so much fun, and I'm just enjoying that moment. Mm. So yeah, I'm so privileged and grateful, Suki, that we can enjoy these moments. Yeah. You know, I'm. Very mindful right now as I speak 
of people who can't enjoy this, who are in mm. situations that are right. really, really painful. Absolutely. And they might listen to me and say, it's easy for you to say, you've mm. got your health, people, mm. you know. And I'm just really mindful. I've mm. got a brother who's right in such agony right now. Mm. And, you know, I've been there. I've been in mm. that moment where mm. I cannot really enjoy that moment because it's too painful. Mm. But I've also learned, you know, that I can embrace my pain, mm. acknowledge my tears, feel my emotions. And I also found that just weeping before the Lord, yes. that's where I find powerful healing. Yeah. That's where God does, he just, he just does a miracle there. Mm. Because, you know, Jesus is always with us, and mm. his presence is always with us. Mm. And then yeah. that, that brings so, me to the next portion of, of, of yes. our serenity prayer, is uh, accepting hardship yep. as a pathway to peace. So what I'm hearing is it's not about ignoring the past mm. or it's yeah. not about not planning for the future, mm. but it's yeah. looking to the past, dealing with what needs to be dealt with, plan for the future and surrender it. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And living and, and accepting the hardships uh, mm. that bring us peace. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, uh, Frederick, is absolutely true. Um and when I say I'm mindful of people, it's just because I'm, even though I'm in this present beautiful moment, I have a neighbor who's dying of cancer. I have, as I say, my brother is in, in a pit of anxiety. And I said to my brother this morning, you know, if we can accept this hard way, uh, this hardship as a pathway to peace. Mm. And of course, he doesn't want to hear that now because he's in such hardship. Mm. But when you've come through that, and you look back, you know that hardship was the pathway to peace mm. because God is dealing with you there. He doesn't want you in that hardship. Mm. But while you're there, he's right next to you and he's busy working with you. So and true. I just think there's so much power in, in being grateful in mm. times of distress. If Absolutely. you could just find one little thing to be grateful for in yes. that pit of despair yes. and focus on that. Yeah. It will bring you through, and and you will look back and see that that hardship was a pathway to peace. Absolutely. And it's in that that we often come to the end of ourselves, when we know, I cannot do this. Only God can. <laughs> and we can Absolutely. know, I'm so powerless about what's happening here, yeah. and we can yeah. surrender what you said, our pain or our anger. That's so often what I need to do that. And, and I cannot enjoy that moment of the beauty mm -hmm. around me if I haven't, if I don't continue to surrender that pain to Jesus, even on a momentarily basis from time mm -hmm. to time. <gasps> Adin, I wish we could speak oh. a whole lot longer, but it's time to go. Thank you so much for sharing your life and your wisdom and uh, what you have learned from Jesus through your hardship to peace, your uh, hardship oh, as a pathway yeah. to peace. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's Sukin. been a Such blessing. A yeah. So may the Thanks Lord bless you me. and keep you in Mac. And if listeners want to oh. call you or ask about recovery, celebrate recovery, they can contact Radio Pulpit and we'll, the, the details will be given to them if they want, because we also have an online program for Celebrate Recovery. But uh, may God bless you and keep you. And listeners, 
Please remember to send your comments and your remarks and your questions to Frederick Suki, Frederick without a C, like Frederick in Afrikaans, Frederick Suki at um, kpulpit.co.za. And remember to get the podcast of any of the previous episodes if you've missed anything. Much love to you. Till next time. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Dean. Bye. Bye. It's a pleasure. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.